So Mark is telling a story about Jesus, and he's just uh, been yelling at the Pharisees, uh, talking to them about their hypocrisy. They're worried about how people wash their hands and what do they do to put clean things in their mouth. And Jesus is saying, it doesn't matter what goes in your mouth. It matters what comes out of your heart. What comes out of your heart is what defiles you, which is what makes you unclean. And now Jesus is using a food metaphor in his conversation with a woman, a Gentile woman, a Syrophoenician woman, a foreign woman who desperately needs Jesus' help. Her daughter is sick and she wants him to heal her. And Jesus refuses. You heard John read it. He compares this woman to a dog, like Trump and Amorosa, like an offensive moment. And the woman persists and says, even the dogs deserve the crumbs under the table, the children's crumbs. Now look, I didn't write this gospel, and I don't know who Jesus' PR agent was, but I'm thinking that that person didn't fight for this text to stay in the canon. There's no way to pretend Jesus does not look good here. And in fact, this text is so troubling over time, over centuries. Christian theologians and authors and writers have tried to figure out how to get around this. Thomas Aquinas says, I'm just going to use a funny voice because it's funny. Jesus delays his grace to test the faith of the woman, to prove the value of persistent prayer. Aquinas wants to argue that Jesus withheld his healing power to teach the woman how to pray more fervently. Or other theologians argue that God has an agenda for Jews to be first, and Jesus just doesn't want to step outside of God's plan. This woman is in crisis. This woman is in trouble. This woman's child is suffering. She's suffering. This woman needs immediate help. We can't, we can't scholarize away. Jesus is no in that moment. So why would Mark write this story? What's he trying to do? He's not trying to impress us because it's not impressive. Yes, right. <laughs> what is he doing here? I think he's trying to tell us something about Jesus, something about the human one, something about the son of humanity, something about Mary's baby, Joseph's son, something about this particular person in a particular moment in time. Even Jesus, Mark is saying, in his humanity, even Jesus 
is subject to the longing for the safety that we find in our own tribe. Even Jesus, even Jesus is looking for the comfort of his own clan. Jesus raised in a time of occupation when the Roman Empire is squashing the lives of all of his people. Even Yeshua, Ben Joseph, in an in and out moment, which is what happens to us when we're in a time of crisis or trauma or stress or catastrophe, we're in the stick with your own kind, one of your own kind modality. Even this one. When resources are scarce, when times are hard, when power corrupts our ability to see the other as ourselves, we, the best of us and the worst of us, will steal land, will kidnap people, will reject the stranger because they're not like us. We cannot clean up this story. We just have to look straight at it and see a woman in trouble, her child ill, needing help, and Jesus saying no at first. We met a woman like this woman. We who had paid our 50 cents and walked over the bridge from El Paso to Ciudad Juarez. We who had walked all day and moved over the territory and Facebook lived and bore witness to what was happening on our way back, back into the United States, back across the border. Most of us at the passport place all ready to go and a young woman named Ilka notices a woman crying on the border. Her name was Katarina. Katarina. There on the border, there on the bridge crying with her boy Juan with another baby inside her, four months pregnant, crying because just like Jesus said no, those men on the border said no. They said no doing their jobs. They said no to young guys because there was no room for her, they said, in the detention center. To let her in would be to put her in more jeopardy, more jeopardy than being outside in the cold in the night, hungry. They said no. So Ilka, a Mexican young woman just out of college whose German name means warrior woman, ran up to the border crossing and grabbed a bunch of us, clergy, lawyers, took us back down to Katarina to stand with her, she who had been rejected. Como se llama, I said in my fourth grade Spanish. Me llamo Katarina. Quieres un abrazo? Would you like a hug? And she falls into my arms crying. And we listen for her story and we try to figure out what to do and we're being told by the young men that they're going to go get their supervisor and suddenly supervisors come like SWAT people, jumping over the fence and brandishing their blackjack 
and putting on their gloves ever so subtly, like it's about to be a throwdown. And I'm convinced that it was about to be a throwdown. It was escalating, they were escalating. Who's talking, who's talking? Only one person can talk, everybody else shut up. But my name is, no, can you hear me? Do you understand? Nobody else talks. You, you talk, that's me, you talk. Give me your card. What's this all about? I mean, anger. I mean, the kind of anger that's happening because people are so angry <laughs> and polarized and everything just moves so fast. I think tone of voice, I think prayer, I think the Spirit of God hovering, but things turned down and ultimately they let Katarina and Juan and the baby inside her go inside the detention center. We won't know if she stayed. We won't know if she got released. We won't know. But at least one night she slept warm. Why did Ilka run to get us to go stand with Katarina, just one woman on the bridge crying? She didn't have to do that. But Ilka knows what I know to be true. If Katarina is a dog, then we're dogs. If Katarina is a dog, then we're all dogs. Because we're all God's people. And Ilka knows what Jesus came to know, came to know, is that God's grace and healing is not reserved for any clan or tribe. There are no chosen people. We're all chosen by the God of mercy and grace who loves us and wants us well. Somebody say amen. amen. And if Katarina and that Syrophoenician woman are dogs, then let us be like Ilka, bull dogs. Let us be bull dogs. Let us pray the fervent prayers. Let us run to put our bodies on the line. Let us move ourselves and our resources to stand with the vulnerable and the marginalized because toda la gente. Did I say that right? Todas las gentes are we. And todos somos migrantes. The only people in this room that didn't immigrate to this place are like me and Bertram and Cheryl. <laughs> Those of us who came under force, somebody say amen. amen. The rest of us, except for the Native American of us, are all those people who came looking for a homeland, who want shelter and comfort and asylum and a better life for their children. We've got, to, we've got to be bulldogs then. Like Sister Mary Scullia, who in 1976 started a program called Project Home. And her theme is, ain't nobody home till all of us are home. Not exactly like that, but nobody's home until all of us are home. Opening up her doors for homeless people in Philadelphia. Or like Mike, who we met in El Paso, a beautiful, long-haired Native American man who was a special ops soldier in El Salvador. 
and he knows what we know if we know our history. We made that hot mess in El Salvador. And he now opens up his house so migrants, refugees can come in and find sanctuary. He calls it doing reparations. I call it being a bulldog. Or like Ilka, whose mother sent her into El Paso as a young person, sacrificing their closeness to give her a better life. And now she's back in Ciudad Juarez, driving every day to the border, walking sometimes five minutes, sometimes an hour, through checkpoints, through fences erected by people who took all the land, the land that was Mexico, that was Mexico, took it, annexed it, and then built walls around it and dared to want to keep the people out of their homeland. She crosses that border every day for work, through the fences, to make life better for the people on the other side. She's a bulldog, that girl. Friends, I'm not saying we shouldn't have borders. Don't go home and say, Jackie said we shouldn't have borders. You've got to have borders, I, I think. But what kind of borders do we have? And how do we say no to the people who are looking for posada, who are looking for asylum? How do we reject the rejected? How do we live with ourselves when we do that? Let me tell you that this is why we do what we do. We do what we do. We set this multiracial, multicultural, love is love is love place because we need borders like this. This is la frontera. <laughs> Eso es la frontera. When you walk past the black church and come to this church, when you walk past the Chinese church and come to this church, when you miss all the white churches and come sit in this place, in this space, where you bump up against each other and see the difference of each other and learn each other's stories and are transformed by each other's stories, this is why we do this. This is why we go to Puerto Rico. This is why we're going to the border. This is why we march down Fifth Avenue. This is why we do the racial, economic, gender, justice that we do because we need fronteras like this one. Theodore Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson, these so-called founding fathers trafficked in, brokered in white supremacy. Our nation was built on the lie called white supremacy. And we know it's a lie. We know it's a lie, and we're disrupting that lie every day that we decide to love each other. Every day. Necesitamos fronteras como eso, frontera. in this church, in our classrooms, in the marketplace, at work, in the world, outside the door. We've got to touch each other, love each other, so we can be changed, transformed by each other into the body of Christ.
What would Jesus do? He would make a mistake. He did. What would Jesus do? He'd be bound by his culture. He'd be bound by his clan. He'd, he'd be a product of his history and his story. And then, a close encounter of the holy kind hooked him up, changed his life. That's why they put the story in there. So we know, we who will fall will get back up again and do it right. Amen.